so glad that he loves us I'm so glad that everybody needs Jesus amen praise the Lord praise the Lord it is it is family day and so thank you so much uh, young people kids who did an awesome job in your drama today that was amazing and that wasn't that amazing that's what I'm talking about The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from us. The surpassing greatness of God or the excellency of the power of God might be of God and not of us. We have this treasure. How many of you guys like to find treasure? You ever been treasure hunting? Right? No? You ever been on a scavenger hunt? Kim is all about scavenger hunts for the kids, man. She, she would put together some amazing, uh, amazing and very creative scavenger hunts uh, at Christmas time or birthdays for the kids to go through. But what are some treasures that you are looking for? Tell me one. What you think? Candy. What else? What's that? Toys? Yeah. Come on. You know, if you're older, what kind of treasures would you be looking for? Gold, matey. <laughs> right? Looking for all kinds of treasures, right? Yeah. Well, what would you do with it? Keep it. Why, would, why do we want a treasure? For, to enjoy, right? If you're looking for treasures of gold, mate, it might be so that you can pay off the debt. I was telling somebody, I said, we got a bunch of bills around here, you know? All right? Bill, Witty, Billy. 
extension bill. <laughs> right? Oh, boy. We can't put them back in the mailbox and send them back either. We've got to keep these guys. <laughs> There's all kinds of things. You know, one, you know, somebody might say, well, I want, uh, I want a treasure of being a superhero, right? I would love to be able to come up on uh, Batman's cave and find all of those cool, you know, gadgets that he has, right? I want the one that can jump off the building and fly, you know, wings right I can't I believe I can fly I believe I can touch the sky <laughs> of course really what I would really like to have is the car because dude you know and 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 go ahead I'll go ahead and say forgive me in advance if you see me driving down the road I'm sorry I mean I was bad before I went to Honduras, but when I went to Honduras, there was no speed limits and no rules, and dude, I just drive. If I get an inch in, it's my way, dude. And so, you know, I would love to have Batman's car, you know, to get in, and I'd put that button, and it would go over everybody, all that good stuff. Or, you know, uh, Spider-Man's webs, huh? or Superman's strength. But, you know, it says that we have, we have this treasure. It's like we, we attain to or we want or we're going to get, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What's it talking about? What's the earthen vessels? Us. You knew that, didn't you? Us. And, and, and really to grasp a hold of what is this treasure? You have to reflect back on uh, chapter 3 to realize that uh, it, it's, it's, it's about the glory of God being uh, availed in us. It says, it says in verse 16 of chapter 3, it says, But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. We begin to see the glory of God when we... Uh, when we trust God, when we turn our hearts to Jesus, we begin to see the glory of God. And the Bible tells us that we're being transformed from glory to glory. Come on, somebody. Aren't you excited about that? And the superhero strength, the, all of that wonderful treasure that's been given to us is the overcoming power of God dwelling in every single one of us to be superheroes. Yay. I know we don't look at ourselves that way, do we? I mean, it feels like a superhero. Come on, Dre, you are a superhero, man. <laughs> Woo! I mean, you know, really, we don't feel like superheroes. And you look at, you know, these characters in the Bible and we see the enormous accomplishments that they, that they did and we think, wow, they had to be superheroes. We look at these guys and we think, you know, I mean, they just had to have some type of power that is above themselves. And you know what's the truth? They did. It was the power of God. But what the great thing is, is that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power, according to Romans chapter 8, that indwells us. And so therefore... It says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency or the great 
power of God will not be of us, but of Him. Because it is not our ability, it is not our uh, gifts that we have, it is the power of God manifest in us that creates in us the anointing of God that helps us to become overcomers of every situation that we might face. Isn't that awesome? Woo! Y'all love Jesus this morning? Listen, if y'all don't say amen, I'm going to preach for a couple hours. I better hear, y'all better say amen. Y'all my amen corner? All right. She's saying amen, 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 amen. <laughs> she must want this to be over quick. <laughs> That's all right. Praise God. Well, it goes on and says, um, we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the, tre- the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. Verse 8 says, we are afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed but not despairing, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Wow. I mean, the the greatest passage there is that we have this treasure. It's not something that we're looking for. It is ours. It is prevalent when we accept the Lord Jesus as our savior savior we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that this surpassing greatness of the power of God will be of him and not of us but you know it goes on and and, and it has uh, sister verses there are other passages that just resound with victory that we can grab a hold of and that we can that we can pr- begin to proclaim first John 4 and 4 You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Isn't that awesome? Philippians 4 and 13 says, what does it say? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Right? It's not a one-handed I can do all things it's through Christ which strengthens me. It's a, it's a full handful. It's a, it's a full fight because when we co- proclaim the fullness of that scripture, we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's all right. We can give God praise. I'll clap with you. Woo! Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10 and 19 says, Behold, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy over all the power of the enemy, over all the power of the enemy. Come on, somebody. And nothing will injure you or nothing shall by any means harm you. We have that authority. Amen? Look at somebody say, you've got the power. i got the power. Oh, sorry. Something from the past snuck in right there. We've got the power. Thank you, Jesus, right? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. If you've lived very long in life, you've come across some battlefields. Somebody said, mm-hmm. Yeah. You've come across some hard times. You've faced some things that you think, why me, God? Why is this happening to me? Is This isn't fair, right? And sometimes Christians have financial problems. Sometimes Christians have get sick. Sometimes Christians fight personal battles in their marriage and in their minds and in their flesh and in their appetites and all these things. We face them. It is reality. Amen? 
Yes, we do, don't we? How many of you guys are perfect? Dre, don't raise your hand again. <laughs> None of us. And we're living in a world that we face temptations and trials. And it feels like we're overcome at times. We're, 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 we're overwhelmed at times. But I'm so glad that this scripture declares, as Paul said, I've been troubled on every side. Somebody say, I'm not alone. I've been troubled on every side, perplexed, persecuted, knocked down. But he also says, I, but I'm not distressed, but I'm not in despair, but I've not been forsaken, I've not been destroyed. I just come by to tell somebody that no matter what the enemy's working against you, no matter what trial you're facing, nothing forged against you shall prosper. Amen. When I think of that word, it says nothing formed against you. In Isaiah 54, the word formed literally means forged. In other words, the enemy has some things that he's put in the fire. He's brought them out. He's got them on the anvil, and he's beating them out. In other words, he's forging something against you. But let me encourage you that no matter what the enemy has against you, no matter what trial you face, you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Nothing shall by any means harm you. It shall not meet its intended end because greater is he that is in us. Amen. Amen. I mean, the Bible says in Romans 8 and 28 that all things, it didn't say some things, it didn't say half your life or part of your life or 75%, all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to His purpose. Somebody say all things. All things work together. We may not understand it. We may not have words to describe what's going on in our life, but I have to stand on the promise of God. I have to declare that I know God that all things, you didn't say some things, all things work together for the good of them that love God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, it doesn't matter how spiritual you are, you are going to face some trials. I don't know if you like T.D. Jakes, but T.D. Jakes calls it the potholes of life. <laughs> Somebody hit a pothole before? You know, driving in Honduras, they didn't have potholes. They had ditches in the middle of the road. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I literally, in San Pedro Sula, saw a bus look like it disappeared. <laughs> it, it, it went, <laughs> I was like, there's no way this little car is going to make it. If that bus gets lost in that hole, you know, potholes of life. Some of those potholes bust a tire. Some of those, you lose your whole car. But guess what? We're more than our overcomers, amen? <laughs> the good news that, that even though we all face these trials, at some point we're going to face unexpected encounters. We're going to face unplanned attacks and problems and circumstances. But I have a promise to give you, and that is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14. It says, but thanks be to God who always, who always, you got to hear that, who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. He always gives us the victory. He always leads us into victory. Revelation chapter 12 and 11 says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Listen, you don't have a testimony without a test. And so there's going to be times that you go through some potholes, but guess what? I've made it through. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? I've got this. Praise God. Praise God. I just want to talk to somebody this morning who's been knocked down, right? 
whose life has thrown that unexpected curve, whether it be a divorce or a sickness or a financial disaster or a child on drugs or or the company's downsized, or a ministry that's been derailed, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, it could be a, ta- a thousand different things, but at the, bottom, uh, at the bottom of this line, the bottom line is this, that you, you've, been, you've had something unexpected that's hit you, and it hurts, it's real. It's not something that's make-believe, it's not something that's uh, just uh, thawed up, it has hit you. How many's ever been hit before? Yeah. It knocked the breath out of you, right? I remember when I was a little kid, I was jumping on the bed. No, you, you guys don't. No jumping on the bed. I remember I was, uh, come here, Eli. He said, mm-hmm, yeah. I remember when I was about this, this size, right? And, and I was at Grandma's house, and I was in the room, and, and, and she didn't have a trampoline. So what I did is I got on the bed. I was practicing my flips. Grandma had told me over and over again, don't jump on the bed. But you know what? The bed wasn't quiet. It wasn't them, you know, posturopedic, you know, quiet kind. It was the old springs. You know what I'm saying? I jump on swing, swing, you know. As if, as if she didn't hear me, you know what I'm saying? And I hear, I hear her come in from the outside. Paul, you're not jumping on that bed. I'm like, and I dove. I didn't land on my feet. I hit the side of the bed. Pap. Knocked the breath out of me. And all I thought was, I'm going to heaven right here. Or hell one, I'm not sure. I disobeyed grandmother. (laughs) And the breath was not that. It seemed like eternity. (gasps) But guess what? I can't tell you how many years ago that's been. Because then you might know how old I am. It's been a long time ago, but I'm still standing, right? The thing is, is that since that time, I have faced trials. I have faced some Things that have knocked the breath out of me over life's period. I remember when the doctor said that might as well cut this hand off because you'll never be able to use it again. But I'm here to tell you that a praying mother and a Christian doctor said let's trust God and let him do his work and let us do the, le- the least possible. And I'm still moving. I'm still functioning. Amen? Amen. I remember when we were... Conceived with child, this beautiful, I'm so happy you're here today, 20-year-old daughter of mine, boy, we were 12 when we got, but when we conceived, we went to the doctor and, you know, they did their scans and their tests and all that stuff, and they said, they said, you know what, something's wrong. There's, going, there's a problem here that she's probably going to be a Down syndrome or she's probably going to be deformed or something. And, and it knocked the breath out of us. And, and when she said, the best thing you can do is abort, I said, oh, wait a minute, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a, I have a Down syndrome niece. I have a Down syndrome uncle. And, and the love that they share is 
the most passionate love that you could ever experience. They love me without fault. They love me with who I am. I walk in, it's not, it's not you know, oh, there's that joker. It's, where's Paul? My, my niece is 42 years old. And every time she talks to my mother, she says, how's Paul doing? She's precious. My uncle is precious. And so my thought was this, God, if you see that I'm able to have that much love, to care for such a precious jewel, then I'm honored, God. And so we sat in the car as we, as we went home and we were quiet. We didn't say a whole lot of words as tears flowed down our face. And, and finally we broke the silence and said, if that is what God wants, then we will be honored by God. It might have knocked the breath out of us for a minute. But I'm here to tell you today that though she is a vibrant, beautiful, splitting image of her mother... And she has had struggles. I would love her to tell her testimony sometime. That, that with Tourette's, she has struggled with making good grades. But she graduated from high school with a 3.918, she has to remind me. She was the missus of her school. She was on the homecoming court all four years. And she was in every single club you can get your mind around. And she got a full ride to Lee University because she loves Jesus and she surrendered all and she works hard. It might knock the breath out of you, but it doesn't have to completely disable you. It doesn't have to completely put you out of commission. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I mean, we can tell story after story. We can talk about being robbed in San Pedro Sula. We can talk about being attacked in Loretta. We can talk all of these things. But the fact is, is that no weapon forged against you shall prosper. Amen. The Apostle Paul had all kinds of experiences uh, very similar. Acts chapter 14, 19 through 20 says, But the Jews came from Antioch and Iconium. And, and having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul, dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city. And the next day he went away with Barnabas and Derb, to Derb. And there Paul was. They thought he was dead. That's what the enemy wants. He wants to, he wants to destroy you. He wants to knock you out. He wants to get you out of commission. And, and the fact is, is that there's... I mean, I got a call even last night where somebody texted me and said, Pastor, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it tomorrow. I'm thinking, what has hindered you? What's keeping you? I mean, matter of fact, somebody said, well, I don't feel good today, so I'm not coming to church. Look, look, if you're contagious, stay home. But if your head's hurting, come. For the Bible says, call on the elders of the church and let them lay hands on you, and the prayer of faith will heal the sick, right? Do we even believe the Word of God anymore? Because if we believe the word of God, then don't let anything hinder you or hold you back, but trust God, because if he can get you disengaged and, and, and if he can get you out of connection, then he gets you isolated. If you're isolated, it's as if you're dead, because then you become powerless. Amen? Look, I don't know. I mean, the fact is, is that we've some of us have taken a hard hit. 
There's no denying the fact it hurts. There's no denying the fact it knocked us down. It knocked the breath out of us. It knocked, us, it knocked our feet out from under us. But guess what? It didn't kill us because we're still standing. We're still fighting. Amen? What the enemy don't realize is that when, when you get knocked off your feet, he makes the biggest mistake of his life. Because as a Christian, when we get knocked off of our feet, guess where we fall? Come on, somebody. And when you fall on your knees, then you can touch heaven. And let me tell you something. When you begin to touch heaven, all hell begins to tremble. You need to get on your knees before God. Say, yes, you might have knocked me down. Yes, you might have hindered me. Yes, it hurts. Yes, I don't like it. But I know that where my Redeemer is. And I'm grabbing a hold of the throne room. I'm grabbing a hold of the hem of his garment. I will make it. Amen. Amen. Woo! Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Look, you might, you might have lost the round. You might feel like it was the fight of your life, but it's not the end of the battle. You might have a, a bloody lip, a black eye. You might have a bruise on your head, but guess what? You're still in the fight. Come on, somebody. You've got to realize this, that the fight is fixed before you ever stepped into the ring. Come on, somebody. You might have been... Buzzing like a bee. Come on, what I'm saying? You, but guess what? Before you ever stepped into the ring, somebody pays somebody, and the fight is fixed because he says you are bought with a price. Come on. You're redeemed by Jesus. It's not your fight just because you're in the ring knowing that you are more than conquerors and he's on your team. You, the fight is fixed. Amen. Amen. I can't say that I'll never be knocked down. I can't say that I'll never be caught off guard. I can't say that I will never have trouble, that I'll ever never be perplexed or I'll never be forsaken, but I can say this. I am going to make it. You need to look at somebody say them right now. I am going to make it. Amen. Amen. Woo! All right, Miss Kim. Because you know why? Because the Bible says this. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Come on, somebody. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God. If I am in Christ Jesus, nothing can pull me back. Nothing can tear me down. Nothing can get in between me. It is me and him. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. I can say with 2 Timothy 1 and 12, but I am not ashamed, for I know who I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him until that day. He's got you. I can say with Romans 8, 28, I know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. I can say with Romans 8, 37, know in all these things we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Somebody needs to get the word in you. Woo, you need to start declaring the word. Look, we feed on too many garbage and gossip. Let me tell you something. You, you need to turn off your CNN and your Fox and your MSNBC and you need to get into the, the Word of God and let God speak to you because the truth is what sets you free. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And this treasure we have is that the Spirit of God is in us. We need to let the Spirit of God live in us. Amen. The fact is, is we might have lost a round. 
We may have had the breath knocked out of us. We may have a black eye, busted lip, bloody nose, but the best is yet to come because your setback is a setup for a comeback. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. For you are of God, little children, have overcome them because greater is he that is in you. Somebody needs to hear this message today and needs to know it ain't over. I think they should put ain't in the dictionary, right? It ain't over. Too many people's checked out. They punched the cards. I'm done. I can't do this any longer. I'm giving up. It's too hard. It's because you are trying to do it on your own. The Lord never intended you to be by yourself. We don't work for victory. Come on, men, those of you who are in our, uh, the giant must fall, the Goliath must fall, right? We don't work for victory. We work from victory. We understand that we are victorious because he's already won the fight. Amen. Amen. It ain't over. The, the devil may have rung the bell. He may have said it's over. But just because it's, the, it's ended the round doesn't mean the fight's over. We're still in it. Amen. Look, I just need to, I need to declare some things over us this morning. Is that all right to declare some things? I declare new strength. I declare new anointing. I declare in the name of Jesus new faith. I declare a new chapter in your life. I declare hope in the midst of your hopelessness. I declare life in the midst of your death. I declare that the King of kings and Lord of lords is in this place. He's over you. He is your King. He is your Lord. He is your Master. And you are victorious in Him. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come play this piano. I don't even know what time it is, but I just know that I know it's time for us to spend some time, right? I mean, because when I think of this, I think of two Hebrew, three Hebrew boys that was not willing to bow down in life. Look, they thought it was over. The enemy thought, if I can just get rid of these boys, it would, it would do away with all of the instigation of worshiping God. But guess what? They fired that that furnace up seven times hotter than the hottest hot. They took them boys and they threw them in. In worldly standards, we'd say, game over. But guess what? In God, when the king looked in, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't see just three boys. There's a fourth person in there likened to the Son of God. Look, you might feel by yourself. You might feel the fire burning around you. You might feel overwhelmed. But I'm here to tell you, not a hair will be singed. I'm here to tell you, when you come out the other side, you won't even smell the smoke on your clothes because the King of glory is walking along with you. You are with Him and He is with you. You are victorious because He's with you. Daniel been captive and drug out of his own home country. But in the process, Mary, the Lord raised him up, became a leader. But all them old folks got jealous of that guy. Said, wait a minute, he's not one of us. Why is he leading us? How many of the world gets jealous of us? They get jealous of our favor. You know why the world pushes back the church so bad? Because they're jealous of our favor. The greatest contributing factor 
to the giving of this country that blesses so many needs around the world is because of the love of Jesus that this country was founded on? The world knows that. The devil knows it. He wants to tear us down. He wants to shut us up. He wants to silence our influence. Just like Daniel said, let's take this guy. Let's get rid of him. He's not listening to you, king. Got to throw him in this lion's den, right? You know what, I, what really struck me about the scripture, Justin, is this. The king who got caught in a formality had to obey the law, right? And even though the king didn't want to do it, he threw him in. But the Bible says that, that the king fasted and prayed all night long. What? And the Bible says that he got up early, anxious, and he ran to where, Di where Daniel had been thrown in. He said, Daniel, has your God saved you? Oh, long live the king. <laughs> Come on, somebody. The favor of God. And he pulled him out. And the retribution is this, that the same enemies that accused him. How many know there's an accuser of the brethren? Come on. The same enemies that accused him were taken up, thrown in with their families and all, and devoured. Let me tell you something. You're not alone. You're not alone. This battle's not over. The old song says, the battle's not mine, said little David. All is thine, I'm in your favor. I'm giving it all to you, for I know not what to do. Come on, right? One of these days I'm going to learn to sing. I don't know what battle you're fighting right now. I don't know the hellacious situation that you feel you're in. But I'm here to confirm to you this morning that you're not alone. And if you'd say, Pastor, I need some prayer partners right now. I, need, I, I am overwhelmed by this battle. And I need a touch from Jesus this morning. I need this message. This was what I needed today. This is the confirmation that I needed that the Lord is with me. Would you just come right now? Come on. It's all right. Come on. Be honest. I'm fighting it. It's been horrible. It's hurt. It's been painful. I'm not denying it. I recognize it. But I know I'm not alone. Come on. trial. It's been difficult. How many know that sometimes our fight is self-inflicted? Right? That's the hardest one to overcome is the one that's self-inflicted because then we blame ourselves. But even in our self-inflicted state, God says, I can bring you out. You're not too far gone. You're not, you're not above my ability to bring you out. Else. 
You'd say, Pastor, I've been there. I've been there. And I understand it's a daily fight. And I know that it's because of the Aaron and her that God sent beside me. It's those who the Lord has put in my path that has helped me along this journey. And right now, I want to be, I want to be a, an Aaron and a her for those who are standing here right now. Would you just come and join these? Would you just get behind them right now? Come on. of the King in Jesus name you are the workmanship of his hands (laughs) you're not alone come on folks let's war right now let's war right now let's war with him right now come on go ahead let's pray Father in the name of Jesus if you want just stretch your hands this way let's pray let's pray and believe right now Father in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, that whatever you're working in me, God, I know that you're working, you're transforming me from glory to glory, God, and I'm not alone, Jesus. Lord, I am working. You are working on me, and I am yours, Jesus. I am the clay in the potter's hand. And Lord, you are you are working, God. You are forming. You are beginning to take off some rough edges. You are putting me as a vessel of honor, a vessel that can be filled with your glory, Jesus. And Lord, I know that this is not the end. I might have the black eye. I might have a bloody nose. But Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God, right now for the courage of the Holy Ghost. Lord, to be able to rise up, get back up on my feet. Lord, to put back on the gloves, God, to to keep on fighting, to know that we fight from the standpoint that we are victorious. And Lord, we will keep throwing the punches. We'll keep on fighting. We'll keep on believing. Because we know that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We're more than conquerors, Lord. We are your vessel. Your vessel of honor, Jesus. Surrender to you, God. And right now, we surrender this situation. We surrender this issue, God, right now to you. Declaring, declaring that you are the Lord of our life. And if you're Lord of our life, then you're Lord of every situation that we are involved in right now. And God, I pray you'll speak wholeness. You'll speak completeness, God. And Lord, whatever the enemy has tried to forge against us in the name of Jesus, we rebuke every declaration of the enemy. We rebuke every voice that the enemy's tried to speak over us. We break down and tear down every stronghold in the name of Jesus. We cast down every thought and imagination that has exalted itself above the knowledge of God because we are the children of God. We declare that we are your children. We declare that we're your vessels. We declare that we are, Lord, yours. You are our God. And we're believing right now for victory. Believing right now. 
Lord, that there are, there are saints and brothers in this house that's just standing beside us, that's holding our hand up, that we will win. We will win. We will overcome. For we are champions in Christ Jesus. Champions in Christ Jesus. God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, listen. free this morning? Come on, I don't, I don't, I don't hear some freedom in it. Are you free this morning? <laughs> I just want you to give me one of them. 